The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Fantasy, you're in the 06010. Emergency Podcast. That is right, an emergency episode of the 06010. Matthew Barry here next to me, Mike Clay. Of course, Mike, we all follow you on Twitter, at Mike Clay NFL. A lot of people ask, what do you guys do in the offseason? What do you do? And what we do, Mike, is you and I sit around refreshing ESPN, refreshing Twitter, <laughs> waiting for breaking news, only then to be able to rush into the studio to record something. And and in my case, just doing so much nerdy stuff behind yes. the scenes, like stats on stats on stats. Now I'm researching for the combine, so lots of stats on new players coming to the NFL. So just nonstop football, nonstop nerdy stuff. Uh, yeah, own. it's weird. Like you, you like you. You're actually during the season. You're actually cool, Mike. It's then once <laughs> you get right. Once you get off season, then you like because I know you always do like your top 100 fantasy rookies. Before they've been drafted to teams, like before, just based on I, yeah. tape, you crunched. You, before the uh, combine, yeah, before yeah. the combine. So you, uh, you nerd out. Uh, listen, I'm a nerdy guy, and uh, you make me look like the Fonz. That's why I'm here. Yeah. That's why I'm, you supported my my hire. I Which, get it. A hundred percent makes me look slightly cooler, and and that's um, that's how I stay cool is with the hip references like the Fonz. Hey, um, okay, so lots going on here. What we want to talk about, though, specifically with this particular episode and a bit of housekeeping real quickly, next podcast with the full crew will be at the NFL Combine. We will be in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. So uh, Field and Stefani will be here as well. So be on the lookout for that. But we have to talk about here uh, Kareem Hunt, obviously. So Kareem Hunt, who turns 24 in August, has now signed a one-year contract with the Cleveland Browns. Now, just to refresh everyone's memory, okay, so uh, prior to being released by the Kansas City Chiefs, Right. The NFL, once TMZ released that tape, uh, of, uh, of, of Hunt and the, the, uh, you know, the violence, right? That, that we saw, uh, in that hotel room in, uh, in past February. Once the TM, once TMZ released that tape, the NFL placed Cream Hunt on the commissioner's exempt list. And then shortly thereafter, the Kansas City Chiefs released him. As a result, he is still on the commissioner's exempt list. He is not eligible to play until the NFL completes its investigation into the incidents and a decision on potential discipline is made. A source close to our very own Dan Graziano told uh, told Dan that the discipline po- process was, quote, still ongoing and nowhere near done, close quote. As a result, we don't know when Kareem Hunt is eligible to play in the NFL. It might be six games. It might be eight games. It might be the 2020 season. Whenever he does become eligible to play, Mike, it will be for the Cleveland Browns. As Browns general manager John Dorsey, who drafted Hunt when he was with the Chiefs in 2017, remember the third round, 86th overall, uh, he has now re-signed him. Dorsey, of course, now the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. Cream Hunt signs a one-year deal uh, there. We are not going to get into the moral discussion or implications of whether Cleveland should have signed him. There are many debate shows here on ESPN and elsewhere that will tackle that very subject as to whether he deserves a second chance, whether he should have been signed, whether he should have been signed this quickly, how long the suspension, et cetera, et cetera. We are fantasy football podcast, so we were going to talk about this because obviously Kareem Hunt is one of the superstars of fantasy football. When he has been on the field, he has been nothing short of spectacular, and the Browns are an offense that we like quite a bit under Freddie Kitchens after we saw the second half of the year. So I think there's sort of two questions here, Mike, and we'll we'll take them in order. But number one is, 
What is Kareem Hunt's value right now, both in redraft and dynasty? And also, what does this do to Nick Chubb's value, both next year as you approach drafts and in Dynasty? So we'll start here with uh, your nerdy stuff as you talk about, which is the projections. You immediately pumped out some new projections. Talk to me about what you projected and how you sort of see this situation playing out. Well, here's the thing. Uh, with projections, I have to, I have to kind of uh, account for the possible suspension, right? So just to go, quote unquote, safe here, I went eight games. So I just put an eight-game suspension here in here for Kareem Hunt. And that being the case, it doesn't affect Nick Chubb much. I mean, he was an absolute workhorse down the stretch last season. He was super effective. You know, he averaged over five yards per carry. He was good after contact. He mixed in 29 targets, scored 10 touchdowns. The guy was busy and effective. So I still think he's going to, going to be their feature back. They know they're not going to have Hunt early in the season. So I still have Chubb coming in at 266 carries and what should be a pretty balanced offense. He did try to run the football when Freddie Kitchens took over. So I think he's good there. He's in, I have him at 35 catches right now. That puts him as a fringe top 12 fantasy running back. So I do think when once Hunt comes back, say midseason, whatever it is, he'll be worked in slowly. I mean, he's going to be away from the team for months. He's not going to come in there and be the number one right. so for it's, a workhorse. It's, it's, yeah, it's not like he can, on the commissioner's exempt, it's, like, it's not like he can work out with a team, practice with a team, be at the facility, and then just not play. So right. it's, he has, he's, like, he's not in the building. Exactly. Right. right. So, so I think he'll come back in, get some work. I have him about half of the carries at Chubb. So say Chubb gets 14 carries, he'll have, you know, Hunt getting seven or eight carries, right? Right. For a few weeks. And then if he's playing well, maybe then during the fantasy playoffs, it becomes a problem if Hunt's playing well and takes on a larger role. But for now, I still have Chubb as a fringe RB1. Uh, Hunt, especially with the suspension and likely to be a backup. I mean, you can say things that could happen. The most likely outcome is, is he is Chubb's backup next season once he comes back, if he comes back. So for me, Chubb, still a good, good draft pick, knocking him yeah. down a little bit. Hunt, I, I don't see value so, there. Let's, I'm not, right. I'm not, so let's break that draft. down. Let's, 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 um, by the way, I, I basically agree with your take, uh, there. I, I, listen, I think there's a chance. I don't know. I don't want to put a percentage on it. I think there's a chance Cream Hunt doesn't play football next year. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's so much, um, uh, obviously attention on this particular case because it, because it's such a high, high profile player, because there's video evidence of it as well. Um, and there's a lot of pressure on the NFL. I, it would not surprise me if they suspend him for the year. Again, that's pure speculation. I have no knowledge of that whatsoever. But I think there's a chance, and again, I'm not going to put a percentage on it, but I think there's a chance Hunt doesn't play at all. But I do think six or eight games at a minimum uh, is a very good place to start in terms of the games that he'll miss. To your point about Nick Chubb, who just turned 23 this past December, under Freddie Kitchen, he was the number six running back in terms of total point. He was actually the second best running back in terms of percentage of team rushing yards. Like he got 77% of the team rushing yards. Only Ezekiel Elliott had a higher percentage of his team's total rushing yards. So the idea is, is that Kitchens, at least again, we have a small sample size here, but that was one of the things that people were like, you know, there were so many, like we talked about free Duke Johnson. Like, even when that offense was rolling, they couldn't even get Duke Johnson, who they'd signed to a big contract, on the field. So at least in this small sample size, Freddie Kitchens has shown himself to be sort of like a one-back guy. Um, And so I think that's sort of interesting there in terms of between the tackles. Like, Hunt's very good, but if you look at 2018 Kareem Hunt versus Nick Chubb last year, Hunt was better between the tackles, averaged 5.63 yards per carry between the tackles. Now, Hunt was 4.63. I mean, still very, very good. But um, and actually, Hunt a little bit better uh, in terms of yards after contact. Hunt better in terms of uh, 
pass catching the ball as well. But you know, you, you sort of Nick Chubb sort of profiles as a as a prototypical between the tackles bruiser, a guy that needs a lot of carries to be effective. Yeah, something I've seen a lot is. Yeah, well, Kareem Hunt's been so good for two seasons. And by the way, as a prospect, I was a huge Kareem Hunt fan. I sure, mean, he, of course. He, he was terrific at yeah, Toledo. Yeah, yeah. He came in and he's, he's lived up to it. Kareem so, Hunt made both of us look very good from it. We both liked him quite a bit going our, into his rookie year. One yeah. of our elusive hits, yeah, for sure. There you so, go. uh, it, no question. So as from a talent, I, I obviously believe in him. I think he's a very good running back and he's kind of lived up to those expectations. But I mean, you look at last season, uh, Kareem Hunt appeared in 11 games. Nick Chubb, after the Carlos Hyde trade, played in 10 games. Hunt had, during those 11 games, comparing them to the other 10, Hunt had 11, 181 carries, Chubb 176. Very close. Sure. 824 yards for Hunt, 823 for Chubb. I mean, they were, it was almost a wash. Right. Also rushing touchdowns, seven to six. I mean, they were very close in terms of rushing effectiveness. So if you say, I know Kareem Hunt is a better rusher and he's going to blow Chubb away. You're wrong. I mean, right. Chubb has shown so far that he very much could be as, as good and, and of a we, rusher. You know, and, and just, Again, this is all small sample size, but it's all we have to work off of. Like, you just think back to like when Carlos Hyde was still there, there was that one game, and I forget what week it is. Maybe Thirsty Kyle is uh, back there can tell me what week this is, but there was one game early on while Carlos Hyde was still there where Nick Chubb had like a hundred yards on three carries. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there was one game where Nick Chubb was like, like had a couple of huge plays. Uh, not cool. Keith is here. He's a Cleveland Browns fan. Do you remember that game? Like with, Raiders with, game. It was it the Raiders game. Yeah, yeah. Where so Nick Chubb had like three carries, but like two of them went for long touchdowns, and he wound up with something like three carries for like ninety-seven yards and a two touchdowns or something insane. Um, and the whole reason I bring that up is just like Nick Chubb, which I think that opened the eyes of some some uh, some Browns brass as well. And it's just like you think of him as sort of a bruiser, but this is a guy that has big playability as well. The same that the same as Hunt does. Yeah, no question. And those stats I just laid out, comparing them to how close they were. I'm not even including that. I'm not even right. including all of his production when Hyde was on the roster. So that takes away some of his efficiency with some of those big runs. So right. It was week at, four at Oakland. Thirsty Kyle throws it up on the screen. Good memory there. Not cool. Keith, uh, a, a, a bright spot of the Cleveland Browns as well. Um, you know, the, the other thing that's sort of interesting is will they go more run heavy and, and does this affect Baker Mayfield? So during Kitchen's tenure, Kent, during Kitchen's tenure, Cleveland running backs got 19.8 carries per game. That was 23rd in the NFL. Now, some of that was due to the defense, I think, obviously. They got into some shootouts there, and and Baker had to bring them back. But um, they weren't as run-heavy as you might think, even though they were effective running the ball. Yeah, they were pretty balanced, actually, as it worked out. They were competitive, too, so it wasn't like they were in situations where they were desperate late in games. But they called a pretty conservative game, so it worked out pretty even. The thing was, in, and here's how it kind of worked. I think this surprises people. Duke Johnson last season, right. even after the coaching change, was on the field for 41% of their offensive snaps. That's a pretty high number. In fact, Nick Chubb was at 58%. So, uh, you know, Nick Chubb, the thing was, when he was on the field, he ran the football. And he saw an occasional target. When Duke Johnson was out there, he got three targets a game. And that's it. You know, yeah. he just wasn't used. It was kind of bizarre. They, when he was on the field, they would throw, or Baker Mayfield would target receivers and tight ends. So, uh, that being the case... You know, if you're thinking about can Chubb really survive this if Kareem Hunt comes in and, and plays uh, upwards of half the snaps, the answer is yes to an extent. Because, again, last year, after Hyde was traded, was only on the field for 58% of the snaps, but got 80% of the carries. It's almost 18 per game. He just handled such a high percentage of those, and that might, may not change too much. That's why I'm going to you know decrease his value a little bit, but not significantly, at least in 2018. Not cool, Keith. I want to bring you in here for one second as somebody who watches Cleveland Browns football um, more than anyone really should. Uh, 
do you agree with Mike's assessment here that uh, that Hunt, if he gets on the field, will be most likely much more of a complimentary back to Nick Chubb and that ultimately, you know, he he's just a, a famous backup to Nick Chubb uh, and handcuff. Not really a running back by committee, not a 1A to 1B sort of situation. In 2019. In 2019. Just, just focus on 2019. So hard to say, but I would say that they're both so talented that I think that Kitchens will find a way to make sure that he's complementing each of their their skills. Um, I think that there'll be they could be on the field at the same time if they're smart, quite frankly, because what are you going to do? Right. You know, you can split one of them out wide. I mean, because even Chubb can catch the ball, but I think you would obviously would be Hunt would be the guy you would split out wide, right? Put him in the slot or something like that. I can see those guys getting real, uh, real creative. creative with the offense. So yeah. it may, it could be a one and one A, but the thing is, by the time he shows up, let's say there is a suspension mm-hmm. of, of some sort, let's say it's 10 games even. Sure. By the time he comes back, it probably would take a little while to get him rolling. So it might be something like the Patriots have done in the past where they, you know, ride Chubb early in the season and then Hunt is the guy that would be the freshest to the end of the year and then they can give Chubb a little bit of a break. Like this is all grand scheme of things if things go well for them. That's and, when they make the, the Browns make a Super Bowl run. He's saying like late yeah. in the season, you know what well, I'm saying? That's where the Patriots mm-hmm. reference came in. Well, uh <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> down to that. Let's go. Absolutely. Um make your reservations for Miami right now, Keith. Uh look, so you know, it is interesting, right? And and so let's let's dive into that very quickly in terms of yeah, I mean, again, we can We'll leave other shows to debate whether or not the the Browns should have, from a moral standpoint, signed Kareem Hunt. But from a pure football standpoint, John Dorsey's just trying to collect talented football players, and there's no question Kareem Hunt is a talented football player. And so, uh, it's certainly just on paper, from a skill standpoint, the Browns got better with this move. Um, it, here's my question for you. Then let's talk about 2019. Let's we'll get into Dynasty in one second, but in 2019. So you rank Nick Chubb, would you say 12th? Uh, I, Running back well, 12? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to move him down a couple spots. I, right. have a, I have him at 11 right now. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with that area. You know, if it'll, maybe he'll move up a spot, down a spot, but, you know, once we really do our offseason digging, but roughly outside the top 10. So more of a strong RB2 right now. And I'll like him more early in the season. Think about Al, uh, uh, Kamara. Right, right. Early on last season, without Mark Ingram, how he spiked because he Let got me more do, You know what I'm going to do really, real quickly? Let me do a quick name game with you. Everyone knows I have good buns. <laughs> Will you just smash him against the window and I'll try to lick him through the glass? He wasn't expecting to see this kind of action. That would be a mighty fine booty if you could get him. <laughs> All right, enough of the butt talk. Jake Butt. I was beating it in the preseason and now I need to beat it again. You obviously, work with puppets way too much. I might try to plunder Corey Clement. But I'm sort of I'm sort of boned out. Where did you find that out? It's on Twitter. It's trending. The throat can only handle so much. A couple of really obvious drops. Okay, real quickly, uh, for 2019 only, Nick Chubb or David Johnson? Ooh, I already had Johnson ahead by one spot, so I'm going Johnson. Same here. Nick Chubb or Aaron Jones? Ah, oh, man. Uh, I, I'm going to lean slightly towards Chubb, but I want to like Aaron Jones. I, I hope they make him the feature back there. I, I think I'm going to go with Aaron Jones for now. Uh, Nick Chubb or Dalvin Cook? I'm, I'm going to go Cook now. I had Chubb one yep. spot ahead. I agree. Nick Chubb or carry on Johnson? Daniel Dobbins is staring death eyes at you. <sighs> it's, uh, it's Chubb for now, but I'm high on Johnson. I have him at 14, so I'm pretty optimistic about him. I agree with you there as well. I, I also have Johnson high, but I would take, um, Nick Chubb ahead of him. So for me, I move Jones and Cook ahead of Chubb. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I would put jo- Cook, then Jones, 
then Chubb is where I would do that um, as well. But um, but again, that'll that'll adjust when we know how many games Kareem Hunt is going to miss in 2019. Where would you rank Kareem Hunt for next year? He's uh he's gonna be a hard guy to put in the 192, which I post right. over at ESPN.com. Essentially, the 192 players that should be drafted in 12 teams, 16. You can read it now. So. You're a company man. There you go. Uh, so we'll continue. I'll continue to update throughout that throughout the offseason, But he's gonna hard, be hard to put in there again, right. assuming a six to ten game suspension. How do you draft that guy, especially when he comes back? He's likely best case scenario. He's a committee back. Right. This season, barring an injury to Nick Chubb. So. And just to make sure that everyone knows, in case you've never rostered or this is your first year playing fantasy, if you are suspended or on the commissioner's exempt list, you are not eligible with that O next to your name to be on the IR slot within the ESPN game. So if you draft him, he's taken up a roster spot, not that IR spot that you could slide him into. Yeah, right. the sus- suspended note, not yeah, the O. The right, which is, uh, which is an important note, right? And especially mm-hmm. in an ESPN standard game where you only have six bench spots right. and you're going to have to rotate in, you know, defenses and and handcuffs it does make sense as well so yeah i mean i have him right now at running back 40 but that's going to change uh like if you were only to miss six games you know what i mean like right it you know it's still in a committee that's what crushes me it's not like he's coming back to a feature back role right, right. it's it's like it worse worse than mark ingram's situation last year sure but Mark Ingram went like in the twenties. Like, I mean, I think I ranked him yeah. like thirty something. But like Mark Ingram, in terms of where he was drafted, was where that went in like the running back twenty to twenty five range. And so I'm saying Kareem Hunt. I have a running back forty because again, like if you just if you think of him as if nothing else is a handcuff. Like if something were to happen to Nick Chubb injury wise, mm-hmm. like tell me there's a handcuff with more upside than. Uneligible to play Kareem Hunt. No question. That was going to be my next observation too. That's why you would consider that flyer, right. especially I guess if you take Chubb. But again, the other part, and I think we're going here next, is what happens with Duke Johnson. Is he still going to be a part of that backfield? If he is, he if he's still on that roster, he's still going to be involved even when Kareem Hunt comes back in some capacity, and that's going to hurt everybody else. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, uh, John Dorsey's comments about Duke Johnson did not really fill you with confidence <laughs> that uh, that he'll be a Cleveland Brown in yeah. 2019. For a guy they extended last offseason to be like, uh, you know, not, we're not uh, thinking about it yet, but we, you know, we're keeping. But I need to do some so, research or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, so let we'll, me look into how I can get into that contract. <laughs> if you read between yeah. the lines, it's I sort of what it him, said. Yeah, I think he'll be on the block. Let's talk about dynasty here r- real quickly. If you have Cream Hunt on your roster in Dynasty, would you use this as an opportunity to sell and get out of the Cream Hunt business, or is this, um, or are you hanging tough? Well, it depends on perceived value, right? So it depends on your league mates. Everybody's different. I've seen it on Twitter yesterday. Everybody is like, "No, Hunt's going to take the one job back. He's this is good for his value." If if you're and a lot of people are like in league chats and texts, right? Yeah. So you have league mates and you're all talking about this kind of stuff. If there's a guy in there who's like, I'm on the hunt bandwagon, he's going to take that jo- job. They're going to trade Chubb. You know, t- they're never going to trade Chubb. But if the guy's right. saying that, go after him right now. Try yeah. to make a move. Try to get a first round pick or something uh, out of him or a good player. Uh, but if everyone else kind of is, agrees like we do that he's it's it's going to be hard for him to have top end fantasy value for a while, at least next season, maybe right. the year after. Um, you know. You kind of just have to hold, right? Because you're not going to get enough back. You might as well just hold, keep them buried right. on your roster, and see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, if you if you didn't sell before, you know, then then maybe you you hold tough. Because I agree, like his value while with the Chiefs was you know at a nine or a ten, you know, a 23 year old back and a and a high and a you know a productive one at a high offense. Then he's on the commissioner's exempt list. Now he's also on a trendy offense, but again, he's behind a talented running back. It's a one year deal. We don't know, you know, um, 
So uh, who Kareem Hunt will play for in 2020? Yeah, exactly. Because keep in mind, if he, assuming it is a six to eight game suspension in that right. range, he'll be a restricted free agent. So they could tender him, say, round two. He could field offers from other teams. And if he gets a decent deal and Cleveland declines, they'll get a second round pick for him. Right. And he'll go play elsewhere and then could potentially be a lead back. But if he doesn't play much this year or he gets suspended longer, he could be an exclusive rights free agent, be back and still be buried or at least sharing that backfield with Nick Chubb. So there's a lot of balls in the air. We have to see what the suspension is. We have to see what it plays out. But um, I can't imagine he'll be on Cleveland long term. It just doesn't make much sense uh, for them. It, it doesn't. I would also, um, I will say that if I did not roster Kareem Hunt in Dynasty, I wouldn't use this as an opportunity to try to quote unquote buy low. Mm-hmm. I like, I mean, I think it's one of those, if you have him and it happened, then you're, you're just sort of, you know, you ride it out kind of thing. Like I'm not trying to, you know, quote unquote flip him. Uh, but, uh, I would not. I wouldn't try to acquire him either because I think, again, it's going to be a while before you before he has significant fantasy value. Yeah, I mean, it'd have to be – everybody has value. Uh, you yeah, know, there, depends on what it costs to acquire. But if you can throw a, a mid-third-round rookie pick and get him, I mean, sure, you do that. And maybe somebody just is like, oh, man, he's going to Cleveland. He's done forever. I'll, I'll take anything. Yeah, you, you can know, buy him. Always a, feel the market. Yeah, always I mean, it, it's, you know, something that doesn't cost very much, sure. Yeah. But um, for me – and maybe it's also, by the way, just sort of how you play fantasy and just, um, I don't know. That's just a situation I wouldn't want to touch just, um, uh, for my own personal feelings, um, yeah. there. Uh, now let's talk about Nick Chubb's dynasty value, right? So, um, uh, is this, would you try to acquire Nick Chubb services on the low that people are worried that Kareem Hunt is going to come in here, take his job, that kind of stuff? I actually think there's an opportunity here to try to, uh, acquire him low because I do think there's some panic around Kareem Hunt and you and I both think at least for 2019 it's not going to affect him and we think again if 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 you know all you're doing in fantasy is playing the odds odds look like that Kareem Hunt is merely a short-term rental for the Browns mm-hmm. yeah I would uh, definitely feel it out like so yeah. if I had say Leonard Fournette I might offer him for Nick Chubb someone like yeah. that right in that range or a Lamar Miller or uh you know uh, probably not Rashad Penny, but maybe, you know, Philip Lindsay, Devontae Freeman, yeah. Jordan Howard, uh, perhaps Chris Carson or Royce Freeman. Maybe somebody yeah, loves yeah, Royce yeah. Freeman thinks they're going to, he's going to come back and take that job. I mean, you, Kenyon Drake, I mean, you have some options of guys you could throw out there and maybe throw in a mid round pick with a guy like Drake, something like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely see if I can take advantage. Uh, and you should always be doing that year round. If, if a market changes on a player, and you still like them, you think it's an overreaction, and it's always an overreaction. Let's be honest. Everything is overreacted to. You should try to uh, take advantage. That's how you're going to maximize your team. One of the reasons why uh, it's um, that uh, Dynasty is such a great format is because uh, you, there's always action. I love it. There's it's year-round. Uh, it's my favorite there format. There is always action. Very quickly, because we got to roll. We got to wrap this up. Um, concerned about the passing offense, Baker Mayfield at all. You and I both like Baker Mayfield as a sleeper next year. Uh, any concern on this that, that maybe they're going to go more run-heavy now that they've added Kareem Hunt? No. I think they'll be balanced. They're still going to put the ball in Baker's hands. The change would be if they're... If they go 12 and four, right? Right. And, and they're running the ball in the second half. Maybe that's what they're preparing for. And they could take a leap with a good offseason, a lot of uh, capital to spend right. in free agency. So they could definitely take a step forward. But uh, no, I'm not too worried about Baker. I, I think uh, they're going to score a lot of points. They'll be above average in scoring. And that makes him a fringe, uh, fringe starter in fantasy, yeah. fringe top. Yeah. Level. I think I have him as QB 13 or QB 12 that's at the moment right now. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, again, high end QB two, low end QB one in a 12 team league. 
So um, there you go. That is the emergency podcast uh, for uh, the Cream Hunt news, which is massive news. We didn't really expect kind of during a dead period as well. Next podcast will be at the NFL Combine where we'll talk about that. You and I, Field, um, uh, Eric Carabell, Tristan, we all have off-season rankings up so you can check them out on ESPN.com. Uh, anything else you want to promote there, Secret Squirrel? Nope, I don't think so, other than the fact that we will be back uh, after all of us. Me, you, Field, Stefania, Mike Clay, we're all going to the NFL Combine, like I right. said earlier in the in the show. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Will be a lot of fun. We did do two um, two episodes of the Fantasy Show on ESPN+. Plus. We did our mm-hmm. way too early 2019 rankings. Um, I moved my ranking on Todd Gurley. Yeah, I have Todd Gurley. Too. I moved him down to three. How about I you? I did as well. We're on the same page here. It's actually something we actually agree on, right? Right. So, uh, we have, um, Zeke second. We put Zeke yeah, second. Yeah, I have Barkley at one. And no surprise, Barkley yeah. at one. I think there's a case for Kamara. He's going to be a fun topic. Uh, we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do with the Number Ingram. two on the depth chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, if Ingram leaves the Saints, then I think there's a strong argument to be made that Kamara jumps in there. But certainly the Super Bowl and how the season ended for Todd Gurley raises some questions. So you can check all that out. We dive into that topic more on the fantasy show on ESPN plus. So be sure to check that out as well for, uh, for Thirsty Kyle, for Secret Squirrel, for Not Cool Keith, for Mike Clay NFL, uh, I am at Matthew Barry TMR on all forms of social media, except for the Fantasy Life app, which is still going strong. I am at Matthew Barry there. Uh, we will see you from the Combine. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. You're in the 06010. Never gonna hustle in case you didn't know. Matthew Barry TMR. Go ahead, give me grief for being on Sports Center for 45 seconds. I think you could do better than me because I don't think you could. Jail feel you, you're, you're, you're terrible at hashtag improv. At, 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 at field gate. At field gate. Stefania Bell. Oh, don't let Barry convert you. Secret Squirrel Daniel Dunn. Make, 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 make it happen. Mediocre fantasy advice. You're older than people realize. That never stop. Loyal 06010 Geico presents Left Brain versus Right Brain. I've decided it's a sensible decision to switch to Geico. Okay, I feel you. We could save ourselves hundreds of dollars a year on car insurance. Oh, and then airbrush a Pegasus on the side of our hatchback. No, we will not airbrush a Pegasus on the side of our hatchback. We will reinvest that savings in a high-yield investment like a mutual fund. Oh, a Pegasus riding a jet ski playing a bass guitar. I cannot believe we share the same medulla. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.